this is Alex Luna, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And hello, glad you're along for another edition of our 2015 Royals Draft Interview Series on Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. It's Davo, and today I am joined by Alex Luna, who the Royals selected in the 10th round of last week's draft. A week ago, around this time actually, Alex was drafted by the Royals, 309th overall in the 10th round. And Alex Luna is a 6'5 right-hander out of UAB. So let's backtrack a second. Let's go back to him as a high school pitcher. Growing up in Huntsville, Alabama, was being recruited by all the big schools and then had Tommy John surgery as a junior in high school. Ended up with UAB, who stuck by his side through the whole time and was great for the Blazers, a second-team All-Conference USA as a junior, and then battled mono throughout his senior season, which really you know, was a struggle for him, getting through this campaign after a blazing start. Pun intended. Blazers. Blazing. Get it? I'm in rare form today. Anyway, Alex Luna joins us here on Clubhouse Conversation, the 6'5 right-hander who's going to tell us all about what he throws and lots of other great stuff here on Clubhouse Conversation. Alex, first of all, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, and second of all, congratulations, and how's everything going with you? Uh, it's going great. Just having a great time out here in Phoenix. I'm really enjoying this weather out here. A little bit of a climate change, but uh, it's been great so far. Yeah, dry heat out there versus the humidity out in Alabama, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So you're, are you but, actually... Uh, I'm enjoying it. Good. You're actually in Surprise now, right? Yes, yes, I am. I'm at the uh, Surprise location. Or we're not at the Surprise location. Oh, that's right, because you guys um, have moved, didn't you, because of the construction? Right, right. right. We're, uh, they're renovating the Surprise location, so we're at a temporary place right now. Oh, okay. Have you even been over to Surprise to check it out yet or not? Have not, have not, no, sir. Okay. Well, you'll like it, man. It's it's real nice over there. I'm sure it'll be a That's lot nicer. Yeah, you'll be spending lots of time there throughout the next several years, obviously. So, um, yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's going good, obviously. Have you headed off well with some of your new teammates from the Royals? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I've met a couple guys that I played against in uh, Conference USA, uh, one of them being from ODU and the other from uh, Western Kentucky with Anderson Miller. And, you know, just having a little bit of ties there has helped me, you know, kind of – talk to them and and just have some meet some new guys as well so yeah i I spoke with anderson last week and have you did you get him out when you faced him have you guys done a little trash talking i I did no i haven't haven't brought that up i haven't brought that up but (laughs) i believe i did if i remember right i mean he may have hit a double off me as well the first ab but i can't remember yeah well i'm sure as the years go on it'll become a home run that he hit off you and then you'll say you struck him out three times right right (laughs) <laughs> well, hopefully he'll be my center fielder in uh, Burlington, so I yeah. don't want to do much trash talking. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's hopefully true. he'll be scoring me runs now when he's out there. And saving him, absolutely. Uh, so, right, right. So, so your family and friends, then, have you guys been buying Royals gear? Have you found some hats, and have you made lots of new Royals fans amongst your friend and family now? Oh, wow. I mean, it's been unbelievable. The reaction in Huntsville is uh, just so positive. You know, so many people have been supporting me, and it's just a great feeling. Um as far as buying Royals gear, my dad owns a sporting goods store in Huntsville. Oh. And so I'm sure he's going to have to order a, a lot of it because I'm sure uh, people will be coming in and wanting 
wanting to support me. So uh, that's where I usually buy all my gear. Very cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, it's family owned. Actually, he started it when he got out of college, and uh, I got my degree in business management. And one day, you know, when baseball's finally been been done, I uh, hopefully take that over and keep it in the family. So hopefully, another what, fifteen, twenty years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, let's hope, let's hope so. <laughs> Way down the road. Yeah. So it's been right. exactly a week ago this afternoon that you were drafted then. So a week ago, you know, last Tuesday. So and now I read an article that said you were originally going to the lake that day and weren't even going to watch the draft but then changed your mind. Right. Is that how it went? Right. Um, well, you know, I, I was hoping to get drafted, of course, but I wasn't expecting anything top ten round. So, you know, if I, I was expecting to get drafted on Wednesday, and so I wanted to have a day with all my family and friends at the lake. And then I woke up Tuesday morning to get some phone calls. You know, I had five or six phone calls Tuesday morning. So then I said, well, we're not going to the lake anymore because i got to sit here and get ready for a phone call. You know, we didn't get cell reception out at the lake. So I said, i got to be available to take a phone call. And then what do you know? Um, I mean, it's just a blessing. You know, I didn't expect it to happen on Tuesday, but I'm, I couldn't be more excited it was the Royals, and I couldn't be more excited it was on Tuesday. Wow, that's cool. So what do they say? Just kind of hang around? You might want to be sticking around today type thing? Right, right. Yeah, they said, well, we're thinking about getting you today, so make sure you have your phone available. And so I just stuck around all day. Very and, nice. Uh, seemed like it you know, took forever because I was so anxious for it to happen. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I just couldn't be happier about it. Now, who was actually with you the moment it happened, and you know what was that like? And were you just hanging out your house then? Right, I had I had a, some family and, and my friends over at my house, um, you know, and and each round they'd get excited when certain teams would come up, and and you know, it came down to the fifth to last pick in the tenth round. I'm pretty sure, and, and I mean, as soon as we heard Luna, I mean, we didn't even hear any sort of description they gave after they called my name because everybody was just. I mean, it was an uproar. You know, everybody started cheering, and it was a great feeling. What a great day. Did you watch uh, the, right. movie, the movie Draft Day at all? Did it remind you of that at all? Or have you I not have, seen that? yes. I have seen that, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a lot like that. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a roller coaster of a day. You know, it was a, emotions were up and down a lot. But, I mean, it's finally getting called by the Royals on the 309th pick. It was just great. Now, were they, so you said a few teams, I mean, were the Royals the team you thought was the most likely to draft you, or just one of the ones you knew might draft you? Well, I know my area scout, Sean Gibbs, I owe a lot of thanks to him, because I know he worked really hard to get me. And I've been in contact with him throughout the year, but, um, you know, I've been talking to the teams as soon as I woke up in the morning. So Sean called me in about the seventh round and said, listen, if you don't get picked up, we're taking you within our next couple of picks. And I could just tell, I thought in his voice, you know, he was actually sincere about it. So um, I didn't talk to him on draft day as much as I did some other teams. But, I mean, I I could just tell by his voice that, you know, he really meant it and he was really working for me. And it ended up working out for me. Yeah, you mentioned Sean. Uh, so he's obviously the area scout for Alabama, amongst other places, right. for the Royals. And I mean, right. was there a specific, like when you think back, was there a specific game or a specific time when you first remember seeing him in the Royals or when they first came around? Do you have any specific first memory? Uh, to be honest, no, no, um, not one specific time. You know, I think, I think it was just a, a build-up. You know, starting a relationship with Sean, even though I can't remember exactly when it first started. But I'd see him here and there, and he'd email me all, you know, multiple times throughout the year, and we'd talk on the phone. So it was just kind of building a relationship with him. But although I can't remember, you know, a first game. 
Have you uh, have you been to KC for a workout or ever been here before at all? I, ha- I have not. No, no. This is the first time I've. Oh, well, I've been to Phoenix at least, and I haven't been to Kansas City yet. So okay, I'm now, looking forward to that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Who who was your team uh, growing up then? And then uh, I guess as far as MLB, were you a fan and were you paying attention to the World Series last year at all? Um. Well, growing up as a fan, being so close to Atlanta, I guess was the closest team. Uh, to me, so every time you know, my grandfather would always have it on the Braves game growing up. But um, you know, to be honest, as much as I uh, as much as I play baseball, I don't watch it as much as you would think. But yes, I did. I did keep up with the World Series normally. I always do. So, um, yeah. But probably never imagined in a million you know years. You know what? Eight months later, you'd be joining that team, right? Right. Right. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a great feeling, you know, to. To know that an organization's doing it right and, you know, finally making some moves uh, to get to the top, and you get to be a part of it hopefully soon. Now, you mentioned so. being a Braves fan, a guy that you may or may not have seen out there yet. Have you seen Chris Medlin get out there rehabbing? I, I, I have. I've seen him the past two days. Uh, got to watch him pitch yesterday. Was that a, uh, a, a cool moment for you? Hitters here. It, it, was a, it was, you know, at first, I think that's the first time I've ever been a little starstruck. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I realize now that, you know, I'm at the level to where I think I can compete with those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, I've gone from watching the TV to hopefully one day pitching with them or against them, you know. So uh, it, it was it was pretty cool at first, you know. I I was a little starstruck, but I gotta you know realize that I gotta try to get to the same level as he's been. Yeah, just just wait until you start facing some of those big league hitters on rehab assignments right. here soon. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure that's gonna be. Even more starstruck right there. Yeah, you'll get over it. So, I mean, now right. let's let's so you know talking about your stuff to Royals fans. Then, so what pitches do you throw? Where do you sit at and top out at and all that good stuff? Well, I'm not your uh, I'm not your power righty arm. You know, I, I sit anywhere this year from about 87 to I've been up to 92, 93. Um, my my biggest strength I'd say is my fastball, which is a one seam sinker ball. So even though my fastball is, you know, not going in there 95, it is 90 with a lot of movement on it. So I miss a lot of barrels, hit a lot of ground balls. Um, and I have a, I have a good changeup and a decent curveball that I can throw at any time in the count. You know, that's, that's another strength of mine is that I can throw you a 2-0 changeup or a 3-1 curveball or a 3-2 curveball. And, you know, a lot of hitters are sitting fastballs in those counts, so that, that goes to my advantage. Um, so not the highest strikeout numbers, you know, not the most powerful arm, but I can command all three pitches at any count, and uh, they're all pretty pretty solid pitches, I'd say. Very cool. Well, let's let's go back and learn a little bit more about your background then. So you went to uh, to Grissom High School there in Huntsville. You were a three year player right. on varsity. You were a top hundred Alabama prospect coming out of high school, and then you helped your team obviously win an area championship. You guys are runners up at state. So you also are a pretty good high school hitter. But I'm, I'm assuming you went to UAB completely to pitch. You know what made you choose the Blazers? Well, um, you know I don't know if you knew this, but um, going into my junior year of high school. Um, I had Tommy John surgery. No, I didn't know that. And so I, I did, yes. And so I had, you know, growing up in Alabama, I was always a big, you know, wanting to go to the big D ones, you know, Alabama or Auburn. And I had both of them talking to me up at that, up until I had the Tommy John. And so as soon as I had the Tommy John, you know, most of the bigger name teams dropped me and just kind of kicked, kicked me to the curb a little bit. But I guess UAB saw something in me and they stuck with me the entire time and just, uh, you know, so that meant a lot to me. 
because I came back throwing just as hard, if not harder, and I felt like I was even a better pitcher after my surgery than I was before. But, you know, the bigger D1s didn't even give me a chance, which uh, which I really respected UAB for sticking with me. Um, also, the, the coaching and the character of the program at UAB is just, uh, I don't I don't think you can match it for a D1 college level. Um, you know, the coaches are very godly men, and I that's how I was born and raised. So uh, I think I, it was a good fit for me at that time. Yeah, that's a, that's a great school, too. Good basketball teams there usually, too. At yeah, yeah, it usually is a good, very good basketball team. And I, uh, I hated to see you guys lose the football program, but I love the story about the, the little kid sending him his allowance and the athletic director responding. That was a pretty right. cool, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, it's, it's tough. You know, it was the first year that we had been bowl eligible in, I don't know, seven or eight years, I think it is. And first first year that I really saw fans start turning out to the games. Yeah. We had a good coach. You know, he knew how to win, and we finally won more than one or two games. And uh, but hopefully, you know, I think we're getting that reinstated. So we're going to have a tough time, you know, recruiting and, and getting football back under its feet. But I'm pretty sure it is returning. Good. So that's good news. That is good news. That's good news. Um, so you're raising eyebrows then by the time you're a junior. You were second team all-conference USA, 7-1 and one with the 176. So, I mean, the numbers are fantastic. Were you surprised at right. all that you weren't selected after your junior year at all? Um, I was surprised a little bit. I've never been one to, to try to – say that I expect to, you know, I, I always kind of play myself as an underdog or try to stay humble. You know, I, I don't want to get arrogant and be mad or upset that I didn't get selected. I just, I just use it to try to, to drive me more, you know. Um, I could, I could completely understand, you know, my numbers were phenomenal. I felt like I knew how to pitch, but at the same time, you've got guys my same age that are throwing, you know, last year I was only throwing anywhere from 84 to 88, you know, topping at 89. I knew I had to, you know, work to to get my miles per hour up to have a better chance to get drafted. So I, d- I didn't take it as a, a negative term, but I knew my numbers were good enough. I knew I know how to pitch well enough that if I get my miles per hour up, I would have a chance. Well, you did that obviously. Now it's impressive right. to me this year: three and three, three four four, and seventy and two thirds. But the you know the impressive thing is obviously dealing with the mono. So you had right. mono throughout this year, which I'm assuming had to have been a struggle. You had to you know just grind oh, yeah. it through that. I mean, how hard was that going through that? And, and, and did did you feel like your stuff lost a little bit from that? Oh yeah, it, it was really tough. Um, you know, I started out the year really hot. Um, I think my first three outings or so, I I, I know at least two of them. I had a no hitter going to the seventh inning for both of them. And you know, I was just really feeling well. I was feeling strong, feeling good, and I had my stuff under me at, from the beginning. Um, and then we went up to face Kennesaw, and I could just tell something. I got gassed in, like, the first or second inning. Hmm. I could just tell something was wrong. Um, but I wasn't showing many signs of it. And then the next day, I had a big lump in my throat, and I went to the doctor after that, and he said I had severe mono. So um, shortly after that outing, I, I definitely did feel the symptoms, let's say that. Um, that's probably the most the worst I've ever felt in my life. You know, I was bedridden for probably a week or two. I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, couldn't stand up and walk to the restroom without just being extremely tired. So, you know, I, I, I took my time out from that. I'm understanding that it is a real sickness, and you can't just kind of push through that one. So I took my time off, and then I started trying to press back, I feel like. That's what, that's what that was my issue. You know, I think I could have taken a couple extra weeks and really calmed down from it. 
but I tried to go back because I didn't like sitting on the sidelines. You know, I like I like helping my team, and I felt like I could still help my team. So battling back from that, you know, I I, I didn't have the the spunk in me that I had. You know, those first three outings, and I'd get hit around a little bit, and uh, it was just it was it was tough to handle. But I think I, I overcame it. You know, I just kept pushing to get better. Didn't let it affect me. Just kept trying to work to get better through it. Um, it was definitely a, a, a tough thing to go through, though. Yeah, well, man, you keep you've you know uh, overcame the Tommy John and overcame that, so that's you know good to see you jumping hurdles. And then and, right. and uh, right. so I mean, obviously, we're excited to have you as a Royal. So before we let you go, then just a couple more questions about you, kind of uh, away from the field. So what do you do for fun when you're okay. not playing ball? Oh man, I uh, you know I'm a big family guy. I've got two brothers. I'm the middle child, and uh, my older one definitely likes outdoors and climbing. Uh, so I love spending time with him, you know, going to different places and climbing rocks is what he does. So that's always fun. And then my younger brother, uh, who just graduated, he's going to be a freshman in college, he's going to play basketball at a little NAIA school in Henderson, Tennessee, called Freed Hardman. So basketball was, was one of my favorite sports in high school. So I love going to the local park with him and playing and just working to try to get his his game better too i mean for me now that would be just fun you know just playing a little basketball but you know i was good enough in high school to hopefully try to help him through and help him get the learning curve so uh basketball and just outdoors anything outdoors fishing i mean golfing you name it i'll do it very cool now so you i mean if you weren't doing pro baseball it'd be you'd already be going to work for your dad probably here pretty soon uh yeah yeah that's probably that's probably what i figured you know i I think i would have tried my best to I may have stayed at UAB and worked out and through and tried to get some sort of free agency if I didn't get drafted because I love to play but um if, if baseball didn't work out for me yeah I'd probably go to work for my dad so that's right is there a, is there a pitcher that you kind of model yourself after or that you've been compared to as far as how you go about things and the pitches well um one time uh Hawaii we went to Hawaii my junior year and I thought it was a good, you know, their coach said this must have been Greg Maddox when he was in high school. And that's that's kind of my my motto, I guess. You know, I don't I don't throw hard, um, but I but I can spot it up really, really well. And I can keep teams off balance because I can throw three different pitches. And that's just what Maddox did. You know, he had great movement on his pitches, he had great command of his pitches. Uh so that's that's what I try to to kind of model my game after I'd say. That's that's a great one to look up to, you know. Uh, for sure, for sure. I set the standard high, but hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But no, nobody ever says a guy that appeared three games in the major leagues. I've noticed that. So right, right. <laughs> well, I guess last yes, last two questions for you. Are you more are you more excited in the future about you know having uh, your own baseball card or being in a video game? Which one's more exciting for you to think about? <laughs> uh, I'd say having a card because you know I can show that to my kids one day. Uh, hopefully I got them out in the, in the yard playing ball rather than playing video games. So hopefully I can just show them a card and give them some inspiration, you know. So that's, that's definitely I'd rather be on a card than a video game. Well, I know they've all got team sets, so you ought to be getting one either this year or next year. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. And then, uh, you yeah. know, in summary, then last thing, what would you like to say uh, you know, to Royals fans listening right now? Um, I'm just grateful to be here. Um, I mean, it's a huge blessing. You know, uh, I'm just very happy that God's blessed me with this opportunity, and I think this is a phenomenal program, and I just know I was meant to be here. After meeting all the staff, 
uh, just in Phoenix. You know, I haven't even met the, the minor league staff, but I can just tell that it's a, it's a great fit for me, and I think I can really have an impact in this organization with the way that I pitch. So. Well, we look forward to following you uh, for many years to come, obviously, starting here in a couple of weeks with uh, the short-season rookie. And, uh, you know, stay in touch, and hopefully we'll have you on uh, you know, once per summer for many years to come. All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it.